This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, Matt, the uh, Steelers players announcing today that uh, much like many other teams, um, they're not planning on taking part in some of the optional yeah, uh, OTAs. Work, yeah. yeah, the voluntary workouts. I don't know that most fans care about it. I, I would think not. I mean, I guess it's a... Maybe people are reading this that there's there's up to like ten or eleven teams that aren't going to do it. It'll probably end up being none. It'll probably end up being none. Yeah, you know, I'm sure the players' union will get in touch with everybody and like, why don't we just all sit this one out? They are voluntary for one. Right. At this stage, the rookies obviously aren't involved. This is pre-draft. I mean, yeah. this is yeah. People need to understand what these things really are. Um, it's weightlifting. Mm-hmm. It's maybe some positional drills, but not too many. A lot of times, the coaches aren't even involved. Yeah, right. With this I stuff. Guess that's true. Too. I mean, it's just what they what I, they have these for are for the guys who have workout clauses. Yeah, right. In their Some contracts, you get bonuses for. Yeah, you get a bonus for that. Yeah. And the league has said that they're not going to pay if the if the players don't show up for the for these OTAs, mm-hmm. they're not going to pay the the those those, those co- bonuses. Yeah, the bonuses aren't mm-hmm. going to get paid. So, I think that was a big reason a lot of these were invented. Were we don't want our guys getting fat and out of shape, right. out of, you know. At this time yeah, it of used year. to be that you know times were different. When I first started covering the team in '93, you didn't see the players from the end of the season until the opening of minicamp. Wow. The OTAs didn't start. I'm not even sure of the the, the real date, but I'm thinking it was like maybe late '90s, early 2000s when they actually started having some of these. Off-season workouts, yeah, right, team, right, right. You know, and the team was involved in them. Because outside of that, I mean, put it this way: there are players right now every day who are down at the Steelers facility. Yeah, it's working not like out. It's to them, right? They're right. in there they working. Go, right. They're under contract. They're in there working out. They're mm-hmm. part of the team. Uh, you know, I know when we talked to Zach Banner a couple of weeks ago, he's like, "Yeah, I'm in the. You know, I see Chooks in there. I see this, this, yeah. these guys are they in there. They come and go as they please. Yeah." But the strength and conditioning coach isn't in Hawaii all summer. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, they're, they're so they're seeing these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this and is the world is so much smaller now too, and people don't get fat and out of shape like back in the eighties. It's not stuff. a good idea. But, right. I mean, you're going to get exposed, and it's, there's too much money at stake. And you know, you talk to Tunch and Wolf and those guys. Oh, we got we got in shape and at, at training camp, at right. the training which camp is before. why they had eight weeks of training camp. Right, you know? they grinded us, and we were in, you know we didn't we weren't in shape when we got there. We were when we left. You know, like boot camp. You know, we're, yeah, we're, you know, that's not how the world. That's works. That's why, like the the conditioning drills that they do, they have the conditioning test. Yeah, at the start of every camp around the league, like they're obsolete now too. And anybody who fails that is right. like, I remember it'd be like a big deal on the news. I'd watch it when I was like ten years old. Who 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 failed? Who didn't? You know, because people come in chubby or whatever. Yeah. Everybody passes them now. Right, because <laughs> right. they've been working out with the team all year yeah. long. Yeah, I mean, some of those things are obsolete. I bet they're kind of just, you know, uh, minor roadblocks you know, that nobody cares about. Um, but the, the Players Association didn't want these things in the CBA last year, but caved on it, the OTAs and stuff. They, mm. wanted, they wanted things virtually. In some ways, they're, they benefit either side that much. In some ways, they're kind of using the pandemic 
as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we can get, you know, we didn't do it last year and we got to, you know. But if they all voted 10 years ago, they might have been like, uh, let's sit this one out. Yeah. Because they don't gain much. Yeah. And again, they're voluntary. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I know we would have voluntary open gyms mm-hmm. for basketball when I was in high school. Year, year round. Yeah. But you went because, it, well, if you didn't go. You didn't want to be the one. Yeah. Like, what am I? You don't want to be the guy who showed up just to, okay. Here, this is the first mandatory practice. I'm going to come rolling in for the first time. Hey, coach, how you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, similar to my time with teams. One of my least favorite things for those five years or so was it could be a downtime of the year on a Tuesday, and I my work was done, but I would sit there for another hour because I don't want to be the first one to leave. Right. You know what I mean? Like. Too much testosterone in the room. You don't want the head coach to walk by and have an empty office. Where's Matt? <laughs> yeah, everyone has to work hard all the time. And, like, I'm not doing anything. I'm done. You know, yeah. I can watch Walter Jones again or whatever, but <laughs> it's time to go home. I did this all year, you know. Yeah. That kind of stuff makes me crazy. Yeah, so I get it. Uh, but, again, I don't know how much most fans care because it's not it, – the media is not, not even allowed in for most of these. Yeah, right, right, right. So you're not missing. We wouldn't be broadcasting. From you're not down missing there anything. Or, right. They're not, you know. It's more like just check in and see where you're at. Yeah. We haven't seen you in a while. Stop in. Hey, we're thinking about installing three or four new things in the Mac Canada offense or stressing them more or right. something like that. Or things that, These are things that you can do on a Zoom call now. You can do it on a Zoom call. You can do it on a Zoom call. Right. At the same time, it's, you know, it, for most players, it's probably not a big deal. But for. for like, if I was a guy, an end-of-the-roster guy. Yeah, and it's your new team in yeah. particular, or even like a Curtis Marsh. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I want to yeah, be there. I want to get to know the coach. I want to pick his brain a little mm-hmm. bit and see what he likes and what he doesn't like. And, oh, by the way, this is before the draft. If I blow him away, maybe they won't draft an outside linebacker in the third yeah. round where they thought about. Or You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my last impression for put a, a stake in my job type of deal. Right. Which so, brings me to rookie minicamp. Do you have any fear that that's not going to happen? None. Good. Okay. Yeah. This isn't the start of things, and oh no, we might not have training camp, or you know, because I don't feel that way. Because about we're it. getting—I don't even know what the numbers are now, but it's let's say it's three million people a day vaccinated. Vaccinated. Um. So two more weeks from now. Yeah. You know. And now you're up to yeah. Of these people in the organization yeah. and players. Yeah. Are, you've by two more weeks from now, you've vaccinated another. I don't know, fifty million people. Right. You know, at what point is the pretty quick. what point are are we at their level here where you know it's time to get back to normalcy? Yeah, if they didn't have rookie minicamp, I'd be concerned. I think there's some value to rookie. Absolutely, the yeah. first time these guys get fitted for their pads and everything after. Yeah. I mean, they were and you you go out and okay, this is your first look at the the new offense, mm-hmm. and here's how we do our drills and I mean, you know, nice all these see. things you don't that you don't want to be doing the first two or three days of training camp. Sure, because right, you're right, just right. you know this is the. Using your time in minicamp to, to show these guys, okay, here's how we do this drill. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, exactly. As I say, like the tempo of practice. Like, let's use Devin Bush as an example. We all want to see him run around, and boy, he looks athletic and all that. But you also don't want him taking the running back's head off on the first play because right. you know he's trying to impress people. We like, saw that know. a couple years ago when the when the Raiders were on uh, hard, knocks. hard knocks, and John Abrams Abram, out there right, 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 is right. out there knocking guys around in, in training, and, and Gruden's like, hey. No, I appreciate That's your teammate. It. We love that, but this, this is our teammate here. Yeah. You know, this is in 1975, and you know we, you know, we we understand you're a physical player. You know, but rookie mini camps, there's something to be said there. Not to mention all those undrafted guys at least get to get some reps. Yeah, you know, right. right. They actually get some attention from a position coach. Um, get a sled, or you know. 
a lot more mock drafts continuing to roll out here. Yeah, a lot. And I think we're going to do a final one for the Steelers as well here. Yeah, we'll do that from now. Yeah, yeah, about a week from now. But and we'll do another one here in the next segment mm-hmm. as, as we like to do. But it seems like a lot of people are finally settling on the fact that the Steelers are likely to take a running back in the first round. Yeah. I mean, you and I, have, we dig in pretty heavy more than, you know, and we specialize on one team, of course. But even I was just on with Stan Saverin, and he's like, who could take one ahead of the Steelers now? I'm like, maybe the Dolphins, maybe the Jets, but they need so many other things. I mean, if Atlanta trades back the, from four to where Washington picks, could they take Najee Harris? Maybe. But it lines up pretty darn well for one to three of them to be available at 24, yeah, I, if I, not later. I, you know, I've had people ask me, well, what happens if, you know, Harris and, and ATN are gone at 24? Do you, do you take Williams there? I'm like, Harris and ATN? I don't That's see any way possible happen, that right? Harris and ATN are gone at 24. Right. I mean, there'll be a lot of shuffling around boards. Nobody trades up for a running back. I mean, right. like, what team's going to trade to 23 to get ahead of a Steelers to take a running back? I mean, the biggest obstacle to me of running back at 24 is, do the Steelers value that position enough to do it? I mean, would they pass on, I don't know, uh, Jenkins or Jamin Davis or Zayvon Collins and just say, we don't value running backs enough to do it? But as you've mentioned many times, their offseason – They've addressed every other position. Except, <laughs> except, yeah, except you know, I mean, that. Right. I mean, they're telling us. I mean, it's it's not it's not real difficult to read the tea leaves. However, I mean, if they don't take one at twenty four, and we're sitting here on that Friday preview in the second round, they might look at it and think we can get one in the second. Even you know, I mean, they might think that, or it might not take as much to get to the. 12th pick in the second round, and we already have something locked up. Maybe. I'm just thinking of how the first pick is not a running back. The last time the Steelers took a running back in the first round, it was Rashard Mendenhall okay. in 2008. Mike yeah. Tomlin's second year, working with Kevin Colbert. He was the 23rd pick in the draft. Wow. They're picking 24th this year. Yeah. I mean, and Lev Bell's, in, I mean, by running back standards, an early pick. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're you know, not, they're not against Bell was it. Bell was the 48th pick. Yeah. In that draft that year. Was he a third back off the board or something like that? He was the a... second back. Giovanni Bernard was first. Oh, he went ahead They of took Lacey, him, right. they passed it, they passed on Lacey, and everybody right. went nuts. How oh, could you pass on Eddie Lacey? Okay, yeah. Yeah, that seemed all right. Speaking of Bell, I see more and more similarities with him and Harris as receivers. Yeah. I mean, they are – Harris has unusually long arms, this huge wingspan – He's just scratching the surface as a receiver. Bell was a good receiver at Michigan State, but not like he was year right, three yeah. with the Steelers. Because he was a he was a different player he was at a Michigan different player. State. Yeah. I mean, he was thirty pounds heavier. I think they see a lot of similarities. Saying we can detach this guy and run slants and goes and all kinds of stuff against linebackers. We know he can hand it to him and he can run the football. Right. I mean, we know that. And frankly, I think he's a better runner at this stage than Bell was. And yeah, you know, Bell's yeah. got Bell broke out after he lost weight and found who he was. But I think they see a lot of similarities in the two. If you look at the those drafts since they took Bell, uh, they didn't take well. They took a run. They took Dre Archer in the third round in twenty fourteen. Yeah, he does. He was more of a. They're not going to hand him. The he was more ball. of a piece. Uh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, a weapon. Uh, they didn't take a running back in twenty fifteen. In twenty sixteen, they didn't take a running back. Yeah, and this is when Bell was 
the best back in the league, basically, yeah. and getting tons of your. But users. then in 2017, he used 150. Is D'Angelo Williams still on the team at that point? Uh, he was on those those two years, 14 and 15. Okay. So then he was gone. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 15 and 16. I okay. Think. I mean, to put you on the spot there, but yeah. I was thinking he 15 and 16 because 14 was was when they had the Garrett Blunt. Ah, that was that. Yeah. Year. So okay. 17, they don't they don't bring D'Angelo Williams back. Mm-hmm. Bell's now a veteran running back at that point, and you know his contract's yeah. coming up. Uh, so they draft James Conner with the 105th pick overall. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a third round pick, but it was the ninth. It was a comp pick. It was right? a comp pick. Yeah. So, you know, it was deep into the comps, so he was not. He was essentially a fourth round draft pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a top hundred player, but barely. Yeah. You know, right. There were a lot um, of backs off the board. That was a really good running back class. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 2018, they then doubled down again. They take Jalen Samuels in the fifth round. Again, though, not as the bell cow. Right. I mean, I don't think. And even on here, I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, drafthistory.com, and Jalen Samuels is listed as a tight end. <laughs> and they were wrong. And I guess he worked out with the tight ends at the combine, which screwed everybody up. But he was never a, never a tight end, a Bell replacement or no. a Connor replacement. Right. He, he was closer to a Dre Archer type pick. Yeah. Uh, 2019, they take Benny Snell with the 122nd. Yeah. Pick overall again, not a high draft pick. However, I think. These past two years, Snell and McFarlane. What year was well, and McFarl- year was McFarlane? McFarlane was 124th pick in the okay. draft. Like Both if, fourth round guy. You know, if you you're on DraftHistory.com, could you do me a favor mm-hmm. and s- instead of sorting by team, could you just sort by running backs? Yeah, because I do think these past two years, to your point that they're not afraid to use high picks on backs, I think they wanted to, or were certainly had intentions to. They knew they were going to draft a back. I'm not saying Snell and McFarland were consolation prizes or they didn't like them, but there was a couple I think of last runs. year in particular, there was a big run on those there running a, backs in the second round. That And I want to say the year before, like when Alexander Madison was going, and, you know, we did all these That was a third-round run. There was a, there was a, a big run, run in the third too, round, yeah. That where they – this didn't fall the way they wanted because I think they would have used a day-two pick on a back one of these last two years, and the draft just didn't go that way for them. So last year – Clyde Edwards Hilaire goes 32nd overall. Mm-hmm. The next of the next uh, 30 picks, because AJ Dillon. Remember, the Steelers didn't have a first. Yeah. AJ Dillon went at 62. So you're talking 30 picks. There were six running backs taken, seven running backs taken. Mm-hmm. Seven How running... many were gone when Claypool picked? When the Claypool pick rolled around? Um, I know Taylor was gone. Swift was gone. Akers and Dobbins were the top guys available. They were still available. And yeah. Dillon was the next. And Dillon, those three yeah. went day two. And they chose Claypool over them, Yeah, you know, which made perfect sense. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't have taken Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, DeAndre Swift, or, or Jonathan Taylor ahead of Claypool. Right. But they even, may have very well have had those guys rated ahead of him, but it didn't work out that mm-hmm. way. But it was a pretty deep draft class. They knew they were going pretty much outside linebacker in the third round was penciled in Yeah, with the Dupree situation. So I, I knew that we all knew they were going to take a back. And McFarland still, the book isn't we don't know. that guy. We, we yeah, don't know. Right, what right, right, right. But, but I, there, you know, after he was taken, or after uh, you had uh, Dylan, Zach Moss went in the third round. He was somebody we he thought was 86, could have been a yeah. Right. Uh, then Darrington Evans, then Josh Kelly, okay. then LaMichael Pirine, and then Anthony McFarlane and went McFarlane. 124th. But let's say Claypool goes one pick ahead of where the Steelers do. That very well could have been Dobbins. Yeah, I mean, yeah well absolutely. Been, right? I mean, that's who I mocked to him last mm-hmm. year. I mean, like, they're not afraid to use their first pick in the draft on a back. In 2019, Josh Jacobs was the first draft mm-hmm. or back drafted at pick 24, by the way. Mm. Similar to where 
you know, obviously where it could go this year. The, the exact same pick if the Steelers right, right, right. take one. Uh, he was then, the only first, right? then there wasn't a, a second round. Uh, nobody went in the second round until Miles Sanders went at 53. Okay. Those were the top two backs taken. Then you had Daryl Henderson in the third, David Montgomery in the third, Devin Singletary in the third, Damian Harris in the third, Alexander Madison in the third. They were all pretty lumped together, right? Yeah. Like, I think the Steelers wouldn't have mind getting involved. Those in guys trade. went from pick 70 to 102, but it was 70, 73, and 74 were Henderson, Montgomery, Singletary. Mm, okay. Yeah, I remember there was a run there where you and I, and most people thought at that point, most of those backs would have been fourth-ish yeah. maybe even fifth rounders, and they went in the third. Everyone just assumes backs are going to fall. And here's the thing. They haven't fallen as much as people think. If you look at that group, you say, oh, well, you know, Henderson, Montgomery, Singletary, Harris, Madison, they're all decent they're backs. They're fine, yeah. They're not Josh Jacobs. No, 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 no. Right, right, they're right. Not, they're not Miles Sanders. No, absolutely not. Like Those are your top two backs. I mean, you know – so Merrill Hodgson's Miles Sanders is the most talented back in the league. He might be. <laughs> I mean, like, there's he, this he guy can't, he can't stay lot, healthy. He's got a lot right. going for him, right? Uh, if we go back to the 2018 draft, Saquon Barkley, number one, or goes first, second overall. He was the best running back prospect I've ever seen. Yeah, Rashad Penny went at 27. That that was a go listen yeah. to a different segment about Seattle's GM. Yeah, nobody it, nobody else takes him the that Patriots high. took Sony Michelle at 31. Bad pick, but a lot of injuries. Yeah. I like Michelle a lot coming out of Georgia, but he's been very injured. And for some reason, they don't throw him the ball. Nick Chubb went at 35. Imagine if the Patriots had taken Nick Chubb instead, instead of Michelle. So, yeah. Right. Wow. Absolutely. And it was four picks. They were four picks apart. Mm-hmm. The early, early second rounder. I think Nick Chubb's the best runner in the league. Yeah. Some, somebody's I, on my on message board the other night. Well, Nick Chubb wasn't a first-round draft pick. He went 35th he went overall. 35th. I mean, it's not much different if he went 32nd. Or, or 25th. Or 25th. He's a very high pick. Yeah. And not a receiver. I mean, and not a receiver. Right. Uh, Ronald Jones went 38th that year. Okay. Um, Johnson went 43rd. I really liked him, too, and he's had massive injury problems. Yeah. You know, if you could pry him loose from the Lions for something, uh, that would be worth a... If, if your docs check out on yeah. him. I think he's got shattered knees or something. That, there could be. Right. I mean, uh, then you're looking at Darius Geis at 59. Well, he's... That hasn't worked out. <laughs> no. Royce, Royce Freeman at 71. Not so good. Uh, Naeem Hines at 104. He is what he is. He is what he is. He's not yeah. an every-down back. No, though. he's a receiver. Yeah. Uh, Mark Walton. From the bang, went to the Bengals at 112. He had also had off-field stuff. Ito Smith at 126, who just mm. got cut yesterday. And then Kalen Balaj. Who? We're supposed to like him now, but yeah. I still don't. Now, Chase, <laughs> Chase Edmonds went at 134 That's to the nice. Cardinals, but is he an every-down back? So you just named, like, everyone drafted from Chubb to Edmonds. Is there one hit in there? Maybe. Ronald Jones, I guess you could say, is kind of is. But if the Steelers are Ronald Jones, they'd still be drafting a running back. Right. Yeah. He's not the answer. He's I mean, not a, He's not an every-down back. Like I mean, they brought Fournette and Gio Bernard back this year with Ronald Jones. Yeah. So my point is, oh, we'll just get it back in round four. That logic doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't. It, it may doesn't. hold up for a year. You no, may it, you may catch lightning in a bottle for sure. a year. I mean, I mean two, two years ago, people would have said, well, Sony Michelle's a hit. Yeah. He's not. At he's all. not. He's not at all. No. I mean, he wouldn't shop me if he's not in the league in a year. Yeah. Like let's Aaron Jones is a hit. Right. He's he's one that's legit. Well, let's look at the 2017 draft, which this is a great. This is a good draft. This is a see. great year for running backs. I mean, historic. Historic. Yeah. yeah. Fournette was the fourth overall pick. And he's actually the worst one of the of the top guys. 
Uh, Christian McCaffrey was the eighth pick. Yeah. Dalvin Cook was the 41st pick. Awesome. Ninth pick of the second round. The next round. one's a stud. Joe Mixon was the 48th Ooh, I was pick. the next one was Henry. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Kamaro came went after Mixon at 67. Wow. These are Hall of Famers, potentially. Yeah, Kareem Hunt went at 86. Wow. Then Dante Foreman. Ooh. Uh, James Conner went at 105. Mm-hmm. And he's been fine. Samaje P. Ryan went at 114. Not so great. Tariq Cohen went at 119. This is what he is. He's kind of like the Naheem yeah. Hines conversation. Joe Williams went at 121. Oh, remember the big story about yeah. Shanahan standing on the table for Joe Williams? Uh, Donnell Pumphrey went to the Eagles. Ooh. At 132. Wasn't Marlon Mack in that class? We're getting there. Oh, I was thinking he was long gone. Yeah. Um, Jamal Williams went at 134. Yeah. And he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, w- yeah. Wayne Gallman went at 140, who's still available yeah, in free yeah. agency. Marlon Mack went at 143. Injuries. Brian Hill at 156. Not so good. Jeremy McNichols at 162 to the Bucks. TJ Logan at oh. 179 to the Cardinals. 182 was uh, Aaron Jones. Jones. Now, I'm here to tell you right now, Chris Carson went that year as well. Chris Carson was the 249th pick. Yeah. You see all those other other misses, though. Right, right. It's not like these were the only guys taken and they went in order. Like, if the the Packers had known that that Aaron Jones was Aaron Jones, they used the third round pick on him, or the fourth round pick that they used on Jamal Williams on him, or something higher, Mm -hmm. and they don't take three running backs in that draft. No, right. They, they were throwing crap too. against the wall and hoping Very something so. stuck. <laughs> I mean, basically, yes, you can hit. Because they took Devontae Mays in the, in the seventh round that year as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, they took three. I mean, they weren't sure of any of those guys. Um, yes, you can find mid and late round backs, but not nearly as easily as it many tend to no. think. And there are examples of James Robinson. Like we're, and, you're, you're you know. talking about Leonard Fournette being a bust. Leonard mm-hmm. Fournette's been a thousand yard back. Oh, he's making millions. He's making millions. He right. just helped the just Buccaneers win a Super Bowl. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> right. Was he, he's a bust at the fourth overall pick. If he'd have been the 24th pick in that draft, you'd, you'd feel a little bit better he about ran it. all over the Steelers as a Jag, yeah. too. I mean, he's had some high moments. Um, but that that pond had the most fish in it and big ones of any running back class we can remember. And still some people went fishing and didn't get, a, didn't right. get their back. But the early ones were pretty darn successful. Yeah, it's really hard to mess up an early running back. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Twenty sixteen right. was Ezekiel Elliott with the fourth overall pick. Yeah, uh, Derrick Henry went. Oh, 40, Henry's in that. One Henry too. went forty fifth overall. Kenyon Drake went seventy third overall. And Drake's had a good enough career for the seventy third pick. And then the rest of those guys. I mean, you're talking about you know the, Tyler Irvin, C.J. Prozice, uh, Devontae Booker, uh, Kenneth Dixon. I mean, so. Dallas. These were guys, you know, I remember Kenneth Dixon every year was, this is this is a big oh, year for Kenneth Dixon. I loved Kenneth Dixon. It Kenneth never Dixon. worked out. It was bad. Yeah. Terrible protection. Injuries. Yeah. Right. So Dallas that year picked fourth and took Zeke Elliott, right? Yeah. Jordan Howard in the fifth round at 150 is probably the, the That's guy. That's the closest thing to a hit. Yeah. You can't catch a cold. Uh, unless you consider Alex Collins a hit. I don't. No. I mean, he's okay. He had, he had a stretch. Yeah, he had a career. He had a stretch. So, my point, Dallas at four. I'm not saying – Taking it back at four is smart. We got a big draft need, and and we're gonna wait till round three. Well, you're not gonna get anybody. Yeah, you're gonna get stuck picking from. <laughs> yeah. Who's left here? What right. do we hope? They re- let's hope. If they wait till round two, I think Henry was already gone. It's not like they got Henry. Like, yeah. It, uh, grab a good one. 
25th. Yeah, well, just one more year with this. We'll go back. Okay. Todd Gurley uh, is a 10th overall pick in 2015. Mm-hmm. That's a hit. I mean, that's yeah. a huge hit. I mean, Melvin Gordon now. at 15, the that's 15th. A hit too. That's a hit. TJ Yeldon was the next back drafted. He was 36. He's still in the league, but that's not a hit. Not a hit. But uh, so, And then you're looking at Amir Abdullah. Yeah. Was the 70, uh, 54th pick. Wow. Uh, Duke Johnson was the, or I'm sorry, Tevin Coleman was the 73rd pick. Those guys are all about the same. Duke Johnson uh, was the 77th pick. David Johnson was the 86th pick. Yeah, okay. small school guy. He fell yeah. a little more than, yeah, that's a hit. Uh, Matt Jones at 95. He was good for like a year. For like a year. Jeremy Langford at 106. Not good for Jalston Fowler at 108. Is he Titan? Yeah. He's a fullback, actually. He doesn't count. Javorius Allen, Buck Allen, at 125. Yeah, these guys are all backups, part-time players. Yeah. Mike Davis went that year at okay. uh, uh, 126. David Cobb went at 138. Uh, Jay Ajay was 149. There's the perfect example of what you're going to get at a late run. He only fell that long because he had a bad knee. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, a medical uh, reject. Two years after that, people, well, we, yeah, they got a steal in the second. You know, this is a... Uh, you know, well, he was a medical reject because his knee can't hold up. I mean, right, he didn't hold up. Again, you're you're, <laughs> yeah, right. you're yeah. talking about that short shelf life. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have? Would you rather use that pick on Todd Gurley, or would you rather have used the later pick on David Ajay? Well, Gurley got you to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, of those last, what you, you talked about, five draft classes. Melvin there. Gordon got to a Super Bowl. Melvin Gordon was like the league's leading rusher one year. Almost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like he's he's still good. Steelers were killed from Melvin Gordon. But that's year. one of the other arguments. Well, how many leading rushers got to, you know, won Super Bowls? It doesn't have to be a leading rusher. Yeah. But you better – it doesn't hurt to have a 1,000-yard back. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've heard weird conversations about uh, the percentage of first-round picks that won Super Bowls a quarterback. Well, the guy that was picked 199 owns like 25% of the rings. Right. <laughs> kind of Over the last 10 years or right, 20 right, years. Right. It doesn't yeah. count. That kind of skews the, the, the curve a little bit. I wonder if you if you looked at all the backs drafted. These are random numbers, but it's, it's kind of Steeler related. If you're a back drafted between 20 and 40th overall, which it's safe to say that's probably where the Steelers' first pick will be. Yeah. I bet they're 90% hits. I may do that. You know, I mean, or maybe anyone have... picked in the top 40 or anyone picked in the top 50 or, you know, whatever number you want to pick, you would assume a top 10 running back is going to be a hit. And they basically all are, yeah. with, in, including four. I mean, you got to go all the way back to 2014. Bishop Sankey was the first running back taken. But he was he, he, he was the 54 sec- yeah, 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 He was the 54th yeah. pick. And Jeremy Hill was the, the pick after that, then Carlos Hyde. And they went 54, 55, 57. Hill and Hyde actually weren't dreadful. I mean, no, they were, they were yeah. okay. They were okay. But still, that was a bad running yeah. back class. Um, the 2013 draft, there was no running. Again, that's two back-to-back years with no running backs taken in the first yeah, round. Yeah, right, right. And yeah. the 2012 draft is really when this whole running backs don't matter thing started with Trent Richardson going third overall. Because he was a bust, and then two years in a row was just terrible draft classes. Yeah. If it's a bad running back draft class, well, then, yeah, don't take Teams don't round. take running backs in the first round anymore because look what happened with Trent Richardson. Right. Well, if they do, you know. No, you're right. I guess there is a three-year stretch there. Richardson, Sankey, and the year after, or in between, that the analytic folks will yeah. say. And 13, 13 was Ber- Giovanni Bernard was the first guy taken. Mm-hmm. No Le'Veon Bell was two, Monty Ball, Eddie Lacy, uh, Michael, Kristen Michael, Niall Davis, Jonathan Franklin, Carl, Cal Juzic went in that in that draft. But 
I mean, I wonder if during that three-year stretch, were why was the running back crop so bad? I mean, what was coming in the league was bad. Yeah, not the the. Well, I think the that way you know that that would be it. right around the time where you started seeing colleges more like everybody started running the spread. See, that's what I was starting to think because 2014 was the Sankey year. That's the Odell Watkins Evans, yeah. you know, yeah. historically great receiver year. Like, you can't have everything. No, <laughs> and I thought Sankey was going to be a good back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody thought that was a terrible But, back. again, try, trying to judge what a guy does running out of the spread mm-hmm. when he's not getting hit until he's 10 yards down the field is often tough. Often tough. Yeah. No. You know, a guy like, I mean, Najee, yeah, he gets really good blocking, but he gets used as a workman, hor- you know, workhorse yeah. NFL-style back. Right. And certainly Javante, you know. Yeah. I mean, those guys. You don't have to project all that no, much. No, a lot of carries between the tackles, you know, tr- somewhat traditional runs. Yeah. And the more I think about it, the NFL didn't adapt at that time to what was coming in the league like they do now. Yeah, the NFL. Some of those guys might have hit if, Maybe they, if teams, better off if if teams are running now. a more you know read yeah. options and stuff like that that yeah. they were used to running. Let's say Sankey goes to the Cardinals this year. Well, maybe he would have hit a little bit better. Yeah, because the, the, they were making them do things they didn't do so well. That's that's kind of what I think. The more I think about it. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, good conversation. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, we want to thank Jacob Recht for keeping us on the air throughout this segment, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.